be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport/fnr. That's gis.sport/fnr. We're going to catch up very shortly with uh, Nick Montgomery, who's the head coach of the Central Coast Mariners. And uh, one of the reasons we've got him on or getting him on is because the last time we had him on, um, the interview was so well received. We had uh, viewers telling us they wanted more. Uh, We had management saying to us, that was a damn good interview. Can you organise another one with Nick real soon? And then, of course, what happened we watched his side take on one of the best teams in the competition, uh, Western United. Uh, and let me tell you, after after giving away two goals in the first half, and yes, the other side, Western, got you know the, you know had to play uh, the late stages of that game one man short. But my my word, if you want to see how to outmaneuver ten men in a hurry, the Central Coast Mariners showed the entire league just how to go about it. <laughs> and it does help when you've got some very speedy young players. And one, Garen Quoll, continues to open my eyes to his sheer football nous mm. and poise. Yeah. yeah, He may not have the experience. In fact, we know he hasn't. And Nick will tell us ten times he's only played how many minutes and how many games has he started for us. Um it's just exciting. It's exhilarating to watch. And they came home, can I say it, with the proverbial wet sail. I'm, I'm a Port Melbourne boy and I watch the sailing competition each Wednesday and and uh, each, other, each other day in the week. And I can tell you, when you see a team putting it together really smoothly, that vessel can just about lift and, and fly across the water. And they flew across the pitch. Mm. Well, what they score? F- four goals? Yeah, four goals. <laughs> it was it was all quality. Well, Nick Montgomery, head coach of the Central Coast Mariners, you've uh, you've heard George's summation of the afternoon. How did you enjoy yourself in that <laughs> win over Western United? Hey guys, good to talk to you again. Uh, you heard what we said. Uh, we've had people from everywhere say, "Can you get Nick Montgomery back on?" And even had we've even had the management team here say that was a very good. A bit of radio. Can we get Nick back on? And sure enough, Nick's back on. Well done last week. Oh, no, cheers, guys. Look again. It's uh, so it was nice to talk to you last time. A lot's happened since then. Obviously, with the Grand thing, going to Newcastle and then the All Access following him around for for this game. But <laughs> yeah, just talking talking about the game on the weekend, it was I think is what you know what what I expect from the team and what we expect as a group. Um, and yeah, look, it was a slow start. We uh, we conceded a, an own goal in Wellington in the 88th minute to, to to give two points to Wellington. And then yeah, the first home game against Perth was, I think I said to the boys, you know, we've had a good pre-season. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of good results against the Melbourne Cities, the Melbourne victories, and maybe a little bit of overconfidence and, and complacency. And I think you know, turning into that game against Perth. Possibly we thought we'll turn up and, and win the game and that just doesn't happen in sport. And I think that was a real learning for what is a very, very young team. And and yeah, I thought the reaction against Western United on the weekend, you know, I was you know, shocked that we weren't 2-3-0 up in the first 20 minutes. And 
you know, then then two counter-attacks. I think they got in our final third three times and, and we found ourselves 2-0 down from not two quality goals from from a quality, uh, you know, a quality player in Conor Payne and, and assisting the goal against his old club. Again, something that happens in football quite regularly, um, you know, but after that, I, I, I knew we'd get back into the game and, and I really did feel that we're going and win the game and, and we did that emphatically in the end. Uh, I've got to say, Nick uh, is our special guest, Nick Montgomery, the head coach of the Central Coast Mariners. Nick, I was watching your face uh, when the when the side copped those two goals, those two incisive breaks, those those counters from Western United, and I and I reflected straight away back to the grand final when they did a similar job to uh, Melbourne City, and they upset them and won the grand final. I thought they had scouted well. I thought they got a match plan and they took it to the nth degree and completed it. Got a bit of luck, yes, but they got the two goals in the grand final and they won it. And against you in that first 15 minutes, you your boys looked untouchable and had had you been able to convert, we would have seen a, a tremendous score on the board. Of course, we didn't. And then we had to watch, or you had to watch, two exhilarating bits of you know counterplay or transition play and Weston were up 2-0. And I watched your face and I thought, you know, he's not showing any panic here. What were you thinking at that precise moment Moment when you went down 2-0? Not 1-0, but 2-0. Yeah, just, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of, of shock, but been in football a long time. You know, I understood that this can happen in football. I've been in games before when we've totally dominated and, and you know, the t- opposition has one shot. Look, Weston are a team that, like you mentioned then, you know, they they have a playing style and that's to sit off and, and that's to, you know, to, to try and defend and, and, and catch on the counter-attack. So, look, I don't think we fell into that. I think it was a case of, you know, we got a very young team, you know, Nectar Trantis, 19-year-old professional debut in the A-League, under-20 national team captain. You know, it was his first game. And Tommy Aquilina, recruited from West Sydney Wanderers, very good young player. But also, that was his debut for the club. So, look, there's two two moments in the game, which I said to him at half-time, where we got it a little bit wrong. Um, look, you know, Tommy should have dropped earlier and blocked Conor Payne. Um, and also, you know, on the overlap, uh, Nectar should have dropped for the second goal. So, it was really just two moments out of the whole 45 minutes where we got it wrong and, and we got punished. Um, so, look, you know, I was never in any doubt that we'd get back in the game. And then at halftime, I told the boys that, and you'll probably see on the All Access tonight. Um, you know, I think some, some, uh, you know, if the boys hadn't have played well, then yeah, maybe it would have been a different team talk. But the boys were playing so well, we dominated every facet of the game. I think it was fourteen shots to three at halftime, massive on the possession stats, box entries. So when you're looking at uh, statistics, you know, all we missed in the first half was putting the ball in the back of the net. We had a Jason Cummings disallowed goal. So really, it was just don't change anything, but freshen it up a little bit and and and, and create a little bit more width um, because they're already a team that sits back and defends. So, you know, we knew for the next 45, 50 minutes they would sit back and defend. So, you know, we had to, you know, we had to carry on doing what we're doing, not change anything, but yeah, just, just get one goal and, and get back in the game. And that's what we did. Uh, Nick Montgomery, you mentioned the all-access program. Uh, the APL and, of course, Football Australia and, and a bunch of others, uh, have said now for quite some time, and this is what fans have been saying, what are you going to do to, you know, excite us about the game? 
Well, this all-access program that you know is, has been launched now, and I think it's is it edition three or edition I think four? It's four. Edition four. four. So far, what I've seen has been the the most exciting insight and and involvement that the game has needed um, for a long, long time. What's it like actually allowing the cameras to come into the club and be there in the dressing room? Well, are they intrusive, or do you have to say to them, "Look past it. We've got a game to play"? No, look. To be honest, they're, they're, they're good people, and you know, when I first came to the Mariners, we had the, uh, you know, the the code, the life for the Mariners, and I remember them guys. Once you get to know them, you sort of forget that they're there. You know, they sort of blend into the background, and you know, they sort of become part of the staff. As as weird as it sounds, <laughs> um, and, and 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 yeah, look, we obviously, are, uh, you know, we want to grow the game here, and and. To, to allow people to access, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and, and, and really see what it's like. And I think you saw that in the Brisbane one, you know, sometimes it comes across and, and people will be shocked, but, you know, it's a pressure environment and it's about winning, it's about results. And when it is, you know, you see people, you see the real emotion. Um, and, and look, I think you do at times forget, you know, I did on I did on the weekend, you know, I forgot the cameras were there. <laughs> my wife reminded me, my, my wife reminded me, <laughs> With the swearing, um, and that's something I need to stop. But when you see it on camera, um, I think they'll show a little bit tonight. But look, I think people want to see the passion as well. They want to see what 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 real football is, and, and been in in the dressing room and been in that environment. And yeah, I think it's really good. And you look at the Arsenal one, the the Leeds one, the yeah. documentaries. Yeah. I think that really does bring the fans close to to the teams. And and look, no doubt, sometimes it can be positive, sometimes it can be negative, but. Hopefully tonight will be positive because, you know, the story is following Garang, you know, a kid that came from nowhere. Um, you know, two years ago, he was a kid kicking balls around in Shepparton and, and now he's on the world stage. You know, he's at a Premier League club. He's possibly going to the World Cup if he continues to perform and Graham Arnold sees uh, him fit to go there. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, looking forward to it tonight. My kids are looking forward to watching it and they said, Daddy, you better not be swearing, so I'll probably leave the house at that point. Uh, Nick Montgomery's our guest on State of Our Football Nation on FNR and uh, what he's talking about is the all-access program that Paramount Plus and uh, the football department has introduced to uh, add uh, some zest and some zush to the, uh, they, they say colour and movement um, <laughs> uh, on television, uh, in television parlance. Uh, the competition uh, is looking already um, uh, infinitely exciting. Uh, what we saw in, in some of the uh, early all-access uh, footage, especially the, the Brisbane Raw stuff against uh, Melbourne City, we saw two players that, that cared enough, that cared enough to vent their spleen but, and, and remind fans the world over that players actually do care. And you see it at training and you also see it in the game and you see it in the, in the dressing room and you can vouch for it. They really do care. It's just that how they cope under pressure. Yeah, for sure. Again, like it's, it's a pressure environment. And when it's, your, when it's your job, it's your full-time job. And I think people can see that, you know, when you've got families and, and you know, you, you've got contracts, you know, you're fighting fighting for the contract, you're fighting to, you know, to, to, to get a new contract for next year. And, and the best way to do that is by winning games and being successful. So I think that that that's a real, real life picture. You know, people don't see that, you know, Premier League players are earning eight to 10 million pound a year, but, you know, lower leagues like the A-leagues, you know, they're, they're, they're earning a modest wage. Mm. And I think that, you know, the, the statistic 
in in from the PFA is is the most average time players spend in the A League is two years. So when you look at that as a statistic, that, that's a damning statistic that a professional in the A League lasts for two years. And again, you know, we're trying to change that. We're trying to bring in young players that can, you know, that that can have longer careers in the A League. But ultimately, you know, some of them move overseas as well. So um, yeah, it's definite definite real life, and it's good that the fans get to see that. Nick, someone who's had a or will have a relatively limited career in the A League, at least to this point, is <laughs> but with good reason is yeah, yeah. of course is of course Garen Quall. Now we'll ask a bit more maybe about the the Newcastle move later. But the thing that is uh, you know hot on the agenda at the moment is obviously the the Socceroos squad selection. It's officially announced next week. A lot of people waiting to see whether Garen Quall will make that that final list. Uh, there are some people and JC. Jason Cummings, of course, yeah, or we'll yeah. get to him too. Yeah. But there are there are some people in the camp who are saying, well, would mount the argument that, well, how could Garang be selected for a national team or how could someone be selected for a national team well, when they started. haven't started the game? <laughs> now, obviously, he came off the bench at halftime, got 45 minutes, played a pivotal role in that, in that comeback. Do you think that he's ready to start or is there something more that you want to see from him, his game, before he can start running at 90s? Yeah, look, you know, he's fighting to start. But like I said, after the game on the weekend, I thought, you know, the decision for him to come uh, off and be an impact when I look at it, you know, and I sold this to Garang that, you know, if Graham Arnold is going to look to take him, he's not going to take him to start games. He's going to take mm. him to make an impact off the bench or, you know, to protect him and give him the best opportunity. Yeah, I feel that's the best way. And, and look, you know, he probably saw in the media a while back, you know, Garang had a good pre-season with us. He was probably in a good good state to, to, to start games. And then all of a sudden, you know, the national under-20s under, under 20s team took him and Nectar Trantis mm-hmm. away for a couple of weeks. So they sort of took that away from him to play in a youth tournament, which I didn't agree with. That's my opinion. I'm not going to change my opinion on that. You know, playing first-team football is the best way of developing mm-hmm. to go overseas and, and playing against men, you know, not playing against uh, kids from yep. from countries where, you know, no disrespect, but they're not top-level uh, countries. So, yeah. We lost him and Nectar for two weeks. He came back jet lagged. You know, it took him six or seven days to actually get back to to where we expect. And and, and yeah, look, he's got a chance to start this weekend against West Sydney. If not, we got Macar for the week after before the break. So yeah, I'll have to decide that. But you know, again, you know, the the question is, is Graham Arnold going to start me for takes him to the World Cup? Mm-hmm. I very much doubt it. So I think the best for him right now is is the impact he makes, and you know, he has to do it what he did. For 45 minutes on the weekend, mm. he has to stretch that for 90 minutes, but that's what he's got to grow to as a player, and, and he's only going to do by, that by that, that by playing games. So, yeah, it's, it's an argument that everyone can have, but I've got my opinion and, and my vision of how best to protect him, and that's how I feel at the minute. Well, I, I think it's a great point, Nick, and not many, not many that people who would be advocating against him on that basis have probably... Considered, I mean, if Gray, as you said, if Graham Arnold is looking for an impact sub, then what better way for you as a coach and for Garing as a player to show what they can offer to the squad to fill that slot than continue to be an impact uh, impact player in this league? We yeah, saw we totally, saw yeah. we saw during the Olympics Azani and Tilio used the same way as impact players, did we not, Nick? Yeah, we did. He talked to other players then. No, but well, I think. I haven't seen Arzani and Tilio do it against Barcelona. Um, no, and, no, no. And players of that ilk. So again, if you're gonna, you know, if we if we're gonna compare, you're talking about three talented players there. But if you're talking about making an impact, um, you know, everybody's seen 
what he's done. So that for me, that puts him above, you know, above the two players you've mentioned as impact players. And mm. and you do need impact players in, in in modern day football. Absolutely. I think Newcastle United on the weekend used six subs first time in a Premier League game. Yeah. So you know why why not use the six subs and, and they're flying at the minute. They're you know flying high in the Premier League. The other player, of course, who George brought up before, who is definitely in that Socceroos conversation too, is Jason Cummings, and he certainly certainly didn't do his case any harm on the weekend. What a performance! Ah, uh, look, Jason is is you know, he's a top top class player. He really is, and and people ask me, you know, why is he at the Mariners, and I and I tell them, look, the only reason he's at the Mariners is because he's made some poor life choices when he was younger. Um, because you know the guy, the guy's you know he could be in Notts Forest now playing in the Premier League, and I've told Jason that, and, and, and he admits that. But right now he's reinvented his career. You know he's he doesn't just talk the talk; he walks the walk, and, and he's a good character. And I think you saw away with the Socceroos, you know, it seemed like him. It was like all about him and Garang, and I think that's because he's a character that he is. And when you go into a major tournament, you know, I think you need good characters, and I think Graham Arnold sees that, but but not taken away. What a fantastic player he is, and you know, not only can he, he create, you know, he can score. I mean, look, on the weekend he could have had a hat trick and, and three, he got three assists, and he had two goals chalked off. One of them, absolutely outrageous from the from the referee to not stop the game, let the game play on, yeah. and then he scores, and then he stops the game and, and chalks it off. But I think you all saw the goal against Wellington as well. He's yeah. uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's without doubt top scorer in the league if he didn't have four goals disallowed. <laughs> uh, Nick, young De Silva it looks like he's come back into... Uh, Sil- Silvera, Sorry, you mean. Silvera, Silvera is looking uh, with um, some real uh, polish. He's got a lovely bit of poise on him, Silvera. Daydreaming. Yeah, look, Sammy, Sammy's a very, very talented player. And, you know, I believe that when it all clicks into place for him, I think, you know, he could go on and play for the Socceroos because he's quick, he's got good ability. Um, you know, if anything, he's, he needs to find that consistency. But look, in the first couple of rounds, he, he's devastated in front of goal. You know, but in terms of, of what he gives, he can give more. And, and he's, and he's you know, that's all clicking at the minute. And, and he's got competition. He needs competition for places. And, yeah, look, I took him off on the weekend. He, he probably could have had his third goal, but at half time, I just needed to freshen it up. And look, Sammy's, Sammy's, you know, he's in the he's in the right place, and he's going to continue to develop into a fine attacking player. I've no doubt. Uh, well, we're we're thrilled a bit that um, the uh, the boys are, are taking, as they say, the opportunity to showcase their skills. I thought their movement in those first fifteen minutes was exhilarating. And it, it didn't really deviate, even though you lost those two goals. Uh, the side, the one thing that you've managed to instill in them is this desire to move the ball and move it in a, in a fashion that hurt, can hurt the opposition. Yeah, look, everyone has a, a playing style and an identity. You know, we want to be a team that excites the fans, that score goals, that's got high energy. And look, last season, we got the smallest budget, the youngest team. We finished the second highest scorers in the league. You know, behind Melbourne City, who have virtually a Socceroos front four. Um, so that, for us, is a challenge this year. And I challenge the boys, though. We want to score goals. Obviously, you have to, you know, keep goals out the other end. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, we've we've given some sloppy goals away up to now. But we've virtually got a whole new back, back line. And although pre-season, we, uh, you know, we had a lot of clean sheets, you know, when the season starts. So you do get, you do get punished. And we seem to have been punished by every mistake we've made. Um, but yeah, I want to be a team Yeah, that, that, that scores a lot of goals and that's why we've got a lot of attacking players and options on the bench. Fantastic. To, to that end, Nick, maybe before we 
let you go with a, a view to the, the weekend. How do you prepare for a game like the one you've got this Saturday against Western Sydney Wanderers? They're second top on the table behind on goal difference. They've only conceded one all year. Do you think your sort of movement heavy style is is one that can unlock what's been a, a pretty mm. solid defence so far this season? I don't doubt we can score goals against anyone in the league. You know, I think the stats are, I saw the stats today, they're, they're one of the lowest creating teams, we're one of the highest creating teams, so it's got everything everything in the mix to make it a good game. But look, they have a lot of experienced players, I was going to say all, but experienced players, <laughs> and experienced players know how to win games when they don't play well, you know. Um, and, but, you know, we know that we're a good team and, and we know that we can score against anybody in the league. So, you know, I find it, I do find it interesting I don't, I don't know if it's because the season just started, but we're only three games in. They're four games in, yeah. Everybody's talking about the form of this team and that team. You know, Right now, it means absolutely zero. You know, It's a marathon, not a sprint. And, and, and early season form, yeah. Again, there's going to be a World Cup break. And after that, I think once we get through that World Cup break, I think, you know, it will start to take shape and a lot of games, a lot of points to play for. Uh, the man making a lot, an awful lot of sense on FNR's state of our... <laughs> football nation is uh, the head coach of the Central Coast Mariners who's been enormously generous with his time Nick Montgomery and um, he's very excited because uh, as football fans should be Central Coast Mariners fans it's all on uh, Paramount Plus tonight from about I think it's 7.30 is that right Nick? Yeah all access program Yeah 7.30 tonight I think it drops so like I said looking forward to watching it and yeah they managed to to capture some good moments um, for Garang and, and for the club. So hopefully we come across well on it. Uh, Lockie and I wear headphones. We might have to send you a pair to wear while you're watching the program so that uh, you can please the wife. You, you will not hear any any foul language. Yeah, no, she'll uh, definitely give me a crack if, now, if, listen, if the kids are watching it. Mate, thank you very much for, again, uh, making a real difference and helping us uh, get an idea of just the sort of excitement that uh, that is that is being generated by not only yourself but also that current crop of of, of players that you put together. We wish you every success and uh, good luck on the weekend. Uh, Nick Montgomery from the Central Coast Mariners joining us on State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Thank you, Thanks, Nick. guys. Take care. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport/fnr. That's gis.sport/fnr.